what's weird is like I, I had reservations about moving to an apartment that is across the street from an elementary school. And like, I think the main thing is that as soon as they're on the playground, like these, it sounds like murder. Like these kids are screaming. Yeah. And, and the amazing thing is, is it's, it's just constant. Yeah. Like once it starts that like, <laughs> so apparently the only playgrounds you've been around are Beaker and Bunsen uh, singing the theme from Squid Games. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you joining us for the very first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time. I am here, as always, with the Vogue to my Madonna, Mr. CJ LaRoche. <laughs> CJ, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I was wondering what was so funny, but indeed, I was I was doing like a little mini Vogue over here yeah, as like, you were where, doing the intro. Where did that come from? I think it came from the fact that it's the morning here. Oh. on the west coast and some of us didn't get to sleep until noon so uh, i just i had to do a little vogue to get <laughs> some pep in my step <laughs> to cultivate the energy if you will yeah this uh, is yeah, a weird, good this is good, a weird man. recording time for us are you, do you have the day off like what's going on well it's rose the parks day oh, okay yep and as a uh, as an organization that believes in its purpose and the community it's the absolute 100 percent correct day to take off it sure enough is. I love that. That's so really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sheet man, Rosa Parks. Legend. Doesn't get enough, doesn't get enough uh radio time, if you will. Started it all. Legend. Yeah, lit it on fire. Yep. Uh why don't you tell the people what movie we're talking about today? All right. So today on Icon or Ycon, we are doing what it must have been like to be in college in the late 90s. No, no, (laughs) no, we're not. What? Oh, oh, God, God. today on Icon or Wycon, we will be discussing cave porn. It's not quite cave porn, but I can see I can see the confusion. I can see where you're getting this from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so today we're doing that oft talked about not oft revered sequel to the 1999 uh neo uh cyberpunk uh action the matrix reloaded the matrix reloaded yep let's go all right one word your initial thought just one word i just want to hear the first just one word no explanation what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about this movie nipple port that's not <laughs> cj what okay, are you sorry. doing sorry <laughs> determinism determinism oh wow that's a good one that's a good one yeah, yeah. that's all i had to do was just come up with a word yep yeah, that describes this movie to you yeah that's all it is to me determinism determinism elaborate for me well all they did was beat us over the head with determinism and that and that idea and that philosophy and then beat each other up for six minutes to 20 minutes 
and then some more, and then another determinism philosophy dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then here comes another stellar action sequence. Uh, CGI. I don't know. I don't think it, any of them really sat down and watched Attack of the Clones before uh, going into the video room on this one. Some oh, of the CGI sure. is, is, is really bad. Attack of the Clones um, looked like a video game cutscene. It was a video game cutscene. I don't. I don't think it looked like a video game cutscene. I think it looked like it, like a- actors literally in front of a painting, mm. but like a painting that's been left out in the sun. Anyway, uh, watch the Clone Wars. It'll make Attack of the Clones better. Uh, so yeah. So I feel like you know. Okay. Let me just. Okay. Let me go back for a second. The Wachowskis had an impossible task. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like kind of like, hey, guys, we need six seasons of Lost, not yeah. just three. Uh, oh, Michael. Michael's in this movie. It doesn't have he hasn't found hasn't found his kid yet. No. After all these centuries. Uh, so we have this impossible task of, of following up the Matrix. Yes. Right. So instead of making two sequels, they essentially make one sequel and split it into two movies. And the first movie is, it's just, it's an information dump bookended by action scenes. I feel that. Yeah. And all it is, is determinism, right? Determinism versus free will. The problem Mm -hmm. is choice. I understand it. And I understood it then. Like I got this movie when it came out. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay fine this is this is what this is and you know it it was kind of a, a neat little twist you know at the end getting ahead of myself um but for me it was just like determinism and, and we're going to talk about it and we're going to like make sure that you understand what it is interesting yeah i feel that what's your word do you have a word i do have a word concept mm. I feel like there's a lot of times you see a piece of art that it's like, this is the story I want to tell. And my concept of the way I want to tell it is such, right? I feel for this movie, those two are reversed and it's a concept forward thing. So the story is actually not that profound. It's actually something that we've encountered a lot. Whereas we're coming off of a film that was so unique and so interesting uh, and then we're going to go to a plot that's it, it's been done in so many animes, you know, mm, this sure. you thought you were the chosen one when really you didn't have a shot. This was all planned. And what are you going to do about it? We've seen it before. But again, I'm not mad about it. I mean, um, Big O has a very unique ending similar to that. Like you, you see other pieces of art that have this. I think my major beef with the movie, which is quite beautiful. It's quite exciting. The action sequences are really thrilling. Um the acting is great. Uh, the casting is great. I just there's just too many characters and things. There's too many characters and things happening that don't really lead me anywhere aside That's from the thing is none of it none of it is dramatic action. No, it's just it's stuff. Yeah. It, nobody nobody and nobody has any agency. It's right? stuff. My my thing is the whole it's the the whole if you look at just the central plot of we have to get the key maker but like uh Mer- fetch the, quest the fetch quest you got to get the key maker but he's he's trapped by he's being held captive by persephone and the merovingian and like <laughs> okay that's how you say that right 
I'm pretty, uh, you, you might be right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> What's his name? You know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. No, it's, it's, the it's French actually, dude. yeah. And, and the, uh, the Merovig, Merovig, Merovigian, Merovigian, yeah. uh, Mar- maritime ocracies, uh, that's actually, you know, they were, they were a sect that supposedly, um, you know, they were guarding the book that, uh, you know, held the, the, the path to the Holy Grail. Yeah. Okay. So again, we're just throwing out names and mythology, right? We got to yep. get the key maker. He's in prison, but good well, thing. Christian, Christian mythology. Yes. So we're but, back to that. And you know, I'm going to hear you're that still trying to make this Jesus allegory work. And it's, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me ask oh, you a God. question. When, oh, he God. Get the, when he gets to the source, who's waiting there for him? The architect. And who, who in the architect is a, is an old man with a white beard. Yeah. Uh-huh talking to him about choice and what he has to do. Yeah. Jesus. Did he have a choice or did God tell him to go down and die for our sins? He had a choice. What is the choice that? Yeah. But what is the choice that Neo has to make? Well, he has to either save Trinity or choose a or select save the, or save, the, save the world. Race. Yeah. Save the human race. Yeah. yeah. How, does that sound familiar to what I just said? Fucking 35 seconds ago. Uh, Jesus doesn't have a woman he's trying to save. So no. Jesus, the, the woman he's trying to save is he can live his life and not die at 33. Because after all, he tried for three years. Felt like 30. Felt like 30, yeah. Seemed like 30. But how then? How then was he scared to finish what he started? <laughs> what you started. What, what you started. I didn't start this. Oh, God, we're so <laughs> dorky. <laughs> no, okay, so all Jesus but, but allegory Andrew, that you're do, obsessed with aside. Say, I do want to say there was more dramatic action in that one little exchange between us than I think there was in this entire movie. Probably. I actually love the architect's monologue. Um, I love how weird it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that they, they chose to make things weird. I think that, but again, so you, you got to get to the Merovingian. Uh, you got, Persephone is going to betray him and that's going to be dramatic. Yeah, they get the keymaker. Like they don't have to, they don't have to come up with like a clever fucking plan once the Merovingian is like, can, we need to figure out how to say Yeah, this. how do you say that? Yeah. Mer- Meroving- Merovingian. I think it's Merovingian. Yeah. Yeah. But like. They, 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 he, he, she's just like, yeah, I want to like be kissed and I'll help you. It's so weird. It's so dumb. Um, there's just too much stuff to get there. Why do we have this whole insane side quest? The twins canceled. <laughs> that design is so dated like, and so yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Um, now, so yes, a bunch of fetch quests, and then we get to the architect, and he has to make a choice. But I'll say this: the reveal that he is the sixth one, yeah, is cool. No, it is. It's a nice twist, and I think that you know, when this movie came out in two thousand three, and, and and he got there, and there wasn't like um, a big battle. Mm-hmm. Right, like, because that's what that's what you're expecting at the end of the second movie. You're expecting yeah. the the battle in Cloud City, and I am your father. Yeah, something. Um, you know, and and what you got was you got I am your father. Yeah, but it was kind of just like, uh, yeah, I was pulling the strings the whole time. So there is a certain level of disappointment um, from the nerd community that I completely understand. Yeah. Uh, however, like I said earlier, like I get it and I got it. It's just kind of, I don't know, like the actor, the character doesn't really have to make a choice there, right? Because he's already made the choice. Yeah. And everybody's been telling him the whole movie, like, we know what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, so, 
then and he does what we expect. <laughs> yeah, and it's a little confusing though because if if the computer knows what he's going to do and he knows that he's going to go and save Trinity, then he knows that he's just going to go destroy Zion once and for all. Yeah. Right? But that doesn't happen. And no. that's what's confusing. Well, it doesn't happen because Neo is different. His consciousness has been altered, right? Yeah. He's actually part of the Matrix in the real world. Is it because he died because in the first it- movie? He has it like how is he able to disable the ships? Well, that's the thing is that he is I think that he has it in him. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I think that he has that sort of like electric wave because we know we see in the next one he can see the sentinels without eyes. Yeah. Right? So uh, spoiler alert. Sorry. It's fine. Spoiler alert. The, the movie is fucking 18 years old. You should have seen it. It's fine. It you now. know it. Yeah. You have to stop saying spoiler alert. We're assuming that you've seen the movie if you listen to this podcast. I know, but spoiler alert is kind of my thing, Andrew. Don't take it from me. Yeah, I like spoilers. Shut up. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think in my mind anyway, when that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, no. So he's like full on part of the Matrix. Yeah. Like he... It's in it. It's a unique situation. And and I would say that uh, the architect might be telling a half truth to elicit a certain response, much the way the Oracle did. What do you mean? Well, you know, the Oracle said, you're not the one. Oh, yeah, yeah. To sort of guide him down that path. I think yep. the architect saying, yeah, if you choose Trinity, everything's going to be destroyed. Trying to get him to do what the one is supposed to do and select a few so the next generation of the Matrix can happen. Yeah. But um, Neo sees through that and makes the choice that he feels right because he's following yeah. his heart and love is such a thing in this hero's journey. And that's cool. Right. Um, I have a, I right. have another question for you. Okay. I, uh, how do we feel about Smith, the, the, the concept of rogue programs? Because like mm-hmm. we talk about rogue programming literally, liberally in this movie. Is the Oracle herself a rogue program? No. The Oracle is no, part a, of the she's Matrix. She's a program. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a program. program. Yeah. Um, and, and she does the Oracle things. But now Smith and Merovingian are rogue programs. Well, Merovingian is left over from the second Matrix. Yes. And he went rogue. Uh, Smith, I think, is a virus. Okay. I think he's become a virus. Yeah. And that's uh, hence the copying the, himself. Yeah, and you said the thing about the hero's journey. I think what one of the great uh, successes in this movie is that in the first movie we got the hero's journey, like we got the man with the the, the hero with a thousand faces, monomyth, right? Like we got mm. the whole thing. It wrapped up nicely, neat, neat and nice at the end. I was sort of ta- I sort of tried to touch on it earlier about the um, impossible task that the Wachowskis had. They did a very, very, very smart thing in this film, and what they did was they made it so that he's not all powerful mm-hmm. right like he's part of the plan yeah so it's flipping that whole thing on its head and it's subverting expectations successfully kind of like how last jedi did it not at all not even close One agree to disagree they subverted expectations um unsuccessfully inside of an inside of a story that already existed unsuccessfully no, what I'm saying is that in this in this one, we didn't have any all, all we had was one movie. Yeah. Right. And it's consistent. It lines up. This one Luke's does character does not line up. It doesn't line up. So you can't just fucking like take a character off the rails and say, I'm subverting expectations. No, you're not. You're fucking mutilating a character. 
and Filoni's fixing it. So get ready. Get ready for that day. Anyway. People, people change, CJ. People Nobody change. changes. Nobody <laughs> changes. Okay. Continue though. You were talking about subverting expectations. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. So they, they did it. They, they, they chose to make it that, you know, he, by the time we get to the end of the movie, Neo is, uh, of the first movie, Neo is unstoppable. Yeah. Right. Cannot be stopped. Unstoppable. So the only way, <laughs> the only way to create <laughs> stakes going forward is for that to be part of the plan. Right. For the computer to know that he's unstoppable. Yeah. Use it to their advantage. Yes. Right? Like you're not unstoppable unless I, uh, be, you're, you're not unstoppable because you made yourself unstoppable. You're unstoppable because I actually made you unstoppable. Yeah. You're part of how this works. Yeah. You the are, human it, spirit you know, has to uprise and have this yeah. whole moment. That's how yeah. the matrix works. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's a, it's a great, it's a great twist. I'm not sure it's two and a half hours worth of movie twist though. No, it's not. And that's the thing. Like they should have just made, the second movie. Yeah. And be like, we're good. It doesn't need to be. Why does it need to be a fucking trilogy? Yeah. And now a quadrilogy. And now a quadrilogy. Yeah. Now I will say this. I did like that. Uh, the style of filmmaking was different. Yep. You know, Absolutely. and they, 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 the storytelling technique was different. I like that, uh, that they just went a different route with it. And it's funny. You see it in the third movie too. The third movie is full on sci-fi. They just commit. Yep. No, and that's the thing. That's the problem with nerds, mm-hmm. right? Is like we see something once and we find out we like it. There's a reason that like in New York City where there's however many thousands of restaurants, I ate at three places. I know. Like, you, we, you like what you like. We like what we like and and we want and we saw the matrix and we're so immature, yeah. <laughs> like living in our parents' basement that we see it. We're like, I just want more matrix. <laughs> don't don't grow, don't change. You know, and this movie was like, yeah, no, we're going to like, we're going to give you something new now. Like we're going to take the characters down a different path. We're going to evolve the story and develop the story. Um, unfortunately, uh, they, there was no character development. You know, none of these characters had any agency, um, but I did like the fact that they did everything a little bit different. One new character had agency. Niobe. Oh, yeah. And, and, and what a charming addition. First of all, uh, I, I think everybody she knows. She auditioned for Trinity. She did audition for Trinity. I think everybody knows this, though. Um, that was supposed to be Aaliyah. <gasps> oh, really? Yes, and Aaliyah passed away. Mm. And they circled back to Jada. Uh, nice. Who's, she's perfect. She's perfect. And she's an amazing actress. Um, I've, I've been a big fan of hers for a long time. And this was a different type of movie for her. She had never really done something like this. Super high concept. Super like, um, it was funny. At, at a certain point, her and Will Smith hosted an awards show together. Mm. And they would do these like cutaways interviews. They're like these staged interviews as a couple where they would like pretend bicker. Yeah, yeah. And and one of the gags was she's uh they just cut in and she was just like, you know, I think we need to be present to the fact that Matrix Revolutions did outgross Wild Wild West. <laughs> and and Will Smith goes, Yeah, but everybody understood what was happening in Wild Wild West. Oh. <laughs> like and it was it was very funny. She's amazing. Um, specifically this character, I feel like this character was the most uh richly drawn. And they yeah. had uh, they had a thing that they wanted to do with her, whereas yeah. the other new characters kind of like even e- they even neutered the Oracle a little bit in this one, you know, 
Because yeah, she, well, I mean, make, making her a program that just t- takes away all of the mystery and power. Yeah, yeah. But um, Niobe's very cool. Our our time in Zion is very cool to see how society has struggled and persevered and created society beyond these ships that we saw. I thought that was very very yeah. cool. Um, I I the sweaty rave is weird. Yo, the sweaty okay. rave is weird. Why do we? Why okay. are we there? Because it's yeah, sexy. Okay. It's very sexy. It's very sexy and it's very hot and it's very primal. Yeah. Um, so one who was arguing for the sweaty rave would say that. Yeah. You know, be like, okay, we're like, you know, go back to our roots, uh, back in the cave, right? Um, man, that room must have stunk to high heaven, though. It looks like it stinks. It, you can almost smell it through the screen. Um, but I know it's very, very, very attractive. And that's and that's what that's what earlier when I said nipple port. I'm like, are those ports or are those nipples? That's why I started dying because like I knew exactly what you were talking about. I'm like, you are just ridiculous. Is it nudity or are those just HDMI? <laughs> <laughs> We don't know. Re- ridiculous. Um, but yes, yeah. the, our, our time in Zion, barring this, is uh, bar- barring that really, really long. There are some long sequences that don't need to be long. They're just yeah. long because they're awesome. And and right. I guess that's cool. Well, that car chase is 20 minutes. Yep. So long. It's 20 minutes. I mean, it's great the first time you watch it. And even last night when I was doing the rewatch, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, this is so this is so well done. And well made, um, but yeah, it's too long. I have to submit a correction. Aaliyah wasn't supposed to play Niobe. Aaliyah was supposed to play Z. I misspoke. Wrong character. Oh. And I've lived my whole life thinking she was supposed to play Niobe, but it was Z. A Z? smaller role. Yep. Oh, Z. Yes. Yeah. And they just reshot her part. That's, so sorry. Um... A Link's girlfriend. Yes. So sorry, Jada. I was incorrect. Where's Tank? Did he die? And I forgot. Oh, you don't know that story? No. Wait, this is some of my favorite tea. All right. So the story with Tank is it was a contract negotiation thing. Oh. And he thought because he was from the original movie he should be compensated in a manner akin to Hugo Weaving, Carrie Ann Moss, Lawrence Fishburne, and um, Keanu Reeves. Well, no, because tertiary character. Like fully tertiary character. Um, yeah. And so that's why, and it's, it sucks because uh, yeah, it's, it, it sucks because tank was such a cool character and they made him such oh, a thing. So cool. Save the day. Saves the day. Like he should be in the next movie. He should be in the next movie. And they yeah. don't even mention him dying. They don't. It's just sort of like Tank was here too. Now I'm an operator. Yeah. Why he is just, that the name of the job now? Like I thought he was I thought Tank was just being funny. Yeah. I thought I said did. operator. <laughs> it's like I'm an operator. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, it's there's some it's, missteps. There's some missteps. And 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 his involvement, this whole drama really sort of affected his career going forward. Like, can you think of anything else you've seen him in? No. Yeah. No, I can't. 
Contract negotiations are tough, man. Sometimes you got to just take the million dollars. Yep. It was, uh, yeah, they said the, the, the rumor is that it was salary dispute and threatening phone calls. And so they just wrote oh, tank no. out. Yeah. He's, they oh. said he was, yeah. And he said, uh, they were in breach of a verbal agreement. Uh, he said, he said, uh, yeah, that's what she said. And, uh, but it's that it's, and here's the thing. I just watched the Brittany Murphy documentary. Okay. And, and, uh, one of the interviewees says something very interesting. They talk about how, like, you know, Brittany would say things that were like, Oh, t- t- call my agent, tell him I'm not, I don't have a drug problem. And the, the statement that the interview was saying is like, these like these open Hollywood secrets are usually true. That's why they come out like very, so like the fact that the detail threatening phone calls, that quote is available on the internet. Somebody said some crazy shit on the phone once, you know what I mean? Mm. That can't, that, that doesn't just like come out of thin air. Yeah. Um, that's, it's, that's too bad. It's, it, is, it, tank. It, it, it is really bad because he was so talented. He was so cute and he was important to the plot. They made him so important as one of the survivors. Yep. And it looked like sure. the way that movie ends, like that's going to be the new power team, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's funny. There's, there's the first moment where I see Michael. I'm just, I'm always, always going to call him Michael yeah. because he's like so synonymous with where's my boy. I know. Um, anytime I see him in the first part of this movie, I'm like, Oh, they recast tank. That's clearly the role that was written for tank. Yeah. You could, but, you could, you could, uh, you could take nothing away. Take nothing away from the great Harold Pirino. Um, oh no, he's amazing. Like, where's but Tank? It's so visibly that that was Tank until they said tank. it wasn't Tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's obvious. It's clearly like, Tank. Yeah. And and like his name is Link. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so like literally. They, what the hell's they happening even, here? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. That's so lazy. It's it's such a rewrite. And then in the third movie that changes, but like it's such an obvious like that was obviously supposed to be Tank, and now it's not. That was Tank. Yeah, yeah and, and we replaced him and given him a whole other life as a different character. Um, Who's like dating Tank's sister. Yeah, he's family. It's so dumb. <laughs> oh my God, I can't. Yeah, and they don't talk about where Tank went. He's just gone. Yeah. It's like Brendan Fraser wasn't available to like play that role. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I got to your recast. I got to your recast. <laughs> you did. Question. Right <laughs> Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, uh, you, know this, you know what this Matrix sequel is missing? Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yep. Um, but yeah, so you can see that things got messy. Yep. Somewhere along the line. And then they, there's an extended version of this movie which never needed to exist. I can't. And it's I won't. too long already. I can't. I won't. I can't. It's just, I won't. I can't. I won't. Yeah. It's just so weird. It's just so weird. It does so many strange things for yep. the sake of doing them. But big picture, did you have fun? Oh, it's a blast, right? It's kind of a blast. This this was better than my eighth grade birthday party. You had an eighth grade birthday party? It's kind of a legendary birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. In in the uh, annals, not the annals, the annals. You're so gross. Vermont history. (laughs) Yeah. You have a bouncy castle? What? You have a bouncy castle? I I was 12. So, no. No bouncy castle? No, bro. 
Why not? My eighth grade birthday party. My eighth grade birthday party started at the water tower. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it ended up down by the river. That's all I'm gonna say. It sounds fun. Legendary. Yeah, I was V, yeah. not popular in eighth grade, so there was no party. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. See, I was the most. I, here's the thing: is like you, you, you've got your typical jock, you've your typical uh, popular kid, right? Like, think about mm-hmm. that person. Yeah. And you think to yourself, that's the most popular kid in school. I was the most popular kid in school. I believe that, CJ. You know why? Why? I was friends with everybody. Mm. Right? So, like, stereotypical popular, like, uh, pop culture popular? No. I wasn't the most popular kid in school. But everybody fucking knew me, and everybody loved me. Yeah. Why? Because I'm awesome. Also, I have a very charming disposition. You do. That you do. Yeah. Everybody knew me because I was the gay one that liked to sing, but nobody really liked me. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you get beat up ever? No, no, not beat up. Just verbally abused. Oh, those fucking. I know. Right. But you know what? Then you hit your late thirties and you talk to grownups and people are like middle school fucking sucks sometimes. I was like, cool. Yeah. So it wasn't just me. And so like, I, I, I stand in that power that I, that, that is not a unique journey for me to have a, a very aggressively not enchanting no, you're school. not. You're I did not have special. some. I did have some great teachers, and some of those kids eventually became my friends as I got older, and even into adulthood, I got even closer to them in unique ways. So life is very long and it changes. But seventh and eighth grade, very very challenging for me. Yeah, not unlike the Matrix Reloaded. Very great very time. challenging. To, yeah, great time. Great challenging time. to get through. I will remember it fondly. But yeah. like yikes, city yikes, yikes, city yikes at certain places. Absolutely right, right. But also in in other places, America, fuck yeah. I know, right? It really does succeed in some ways. For sure. It doesn't have that catharsis moment that the first one has, though, with the, no. with the, with the like, where, where she, like, tells him he's the one and he rises up. Like, it yeah. doesn't even give us that. It kind of gives us a downer of it. It's his turn to save her. Yeah. I mean, it is very intimate, though. It is. Like, But can we talk about the chocolate cake? Oh, do we have to? Or do we even need to? No. I mean, I just, I just want to say, ew. Yeah. What is that? And not like, not like, not like you orgasm, but just like, ew, what a <laughs> gross moment. It was weird. Ugh. Boo. I'm uncomfortable. We should take a break. <laughs> <laughs> you make me unfucking comfortable. <laughs> you know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area. Where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really, it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking oh, to I'm talking to people absolutely. on the Instagram. I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, we appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah. So I think that Andrew, where can where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on, log in, trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are back. 
and ready. Ready to roll. Ready to go. Come on. We're basically writing a musical. Well, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Let's write one act of a musical, but pad it with a bunch of things and make it two. Yeah. And, and by one act, you mean like an opening number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just really, 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 really fill it up. Yeah, I like that idea. That works for me. Um, you know what? I, I think in, in, in listening back to that last section, I think a lot of good things were done. But we, we talked about eighth grade. We talked about birthday party. There were just so many tangents, CJ. And I, yeah. think, I, think, I think we really need to. I think the 19 listeners have come to expect something unique from us. And I think right. we need to really, really shake it up. Unique New York. And answer some ephemeral questions. And I couldn't agree more, Andrew, because as you know, now's the time of our show where we get ephemeral dig real deep. Let ideas flow out of our heads and make the movie make sense. The plot is quite thin and sexy. Everyone in the Matrix is this film worthy <laughs> of course i can't say now because that's what this segment is all about sit an icon or why con we're about to find that shit out you done <laughs> it's the car chase music oh my god that's the that's the deepest of deep cuts i think my favorite part was that was my favorite part but but that mess of devotion at the end that that fierce like decrescendo was also everything to me and um thank you for that i feel i'm, I'm i feel moved and inspired you got it uh, what worked about this movie for you? Well, you know, perfect segue that that car chase scene, you know, really, really from the time they get the key master, mm -hmm. the key maker. Are you the gatekeeper? Uh, <laughs> no. By the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> by the time they get um, the key maker through to yeah. the end of the car chase. Um, that is really, really awesome and amazing. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. The, uh, the the choreography, the cinema cinema choreography in that is really quite quite special. It's thrilling. Um, something to yeah, something for film students who want to make an action movie like that should be the first fucking thing that they watch because holy cow. Yeah. Uh, it is it is spectacular. Um, an honorable mention for something that worked for me uh, is actually the the fight choreography of the one hundred Smiths battle. Um, that's amazing you know um in your favorite movie the last jedi there's that one moment where ray and kylo are fighting and like that one extra red guy has to like pause yeah for a second right you I there's know. really no there's really no like unnecessary smith pausing yeah in that fight like almost almost everything is justified and really really works well so i would say that the car chase and the smith fight are the two things that worked the most for me in a movie that um, 
is the Matrix Reloaded. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what worked for you, Andrew? I was I was waiting. I was waiting. Like, uh, I, I like the shift in the storytelling style. I thought it was cool that they took your same characters, but they decided to make this. It's almost a different genre of film, you know? Yeah. And and I do like that they go hardcore mythology. I do like they that they lean into that, that they want to flesh out the mythology. Uh, I do like that they do not make a commitment to giving us all of the answers. They like that it's a little bit confusing. They like that we have to think about it. They like that we yeah. can infer our own meaning. We can sort of, there's they've left us room to um, imprint our own meaning onto these story device elements but you can tell that the actors and the directors know what everything means yeah for sure you know i feel i feel safe it almost to a lynchian degree you know mm. like how lynch will just give you a collection of images and let you do what you want with them you know it can be a billion different things uh right. maybe some of it's a red herring maybe none of it means anything but he knows what it means and the actors know what it means so you feel safe doing that deep dive as clumsy as some of the storytelling of this movie is, I like that they took a big swing at changing how they told the story from the first movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's there's just it, not enough story. There's just not enough story. Uh, but, uh, you know, big swing. I love it. So that was mine. Okay. Yeah. Well, much like their first movie, big swings. They make big swings. It's what they do, right? For yeah. better or worse, they make big well, swings. Yeah. In the in in the first movie, they were Babe Ruth. In this movie, they were like I I don't know, Daryl Boston. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, that's not for you to know. Wow. Uh I know who Daryl Strawberry is. Big swing. Yeah. Successful. Swing. Yeah. Very successful. Boston, not as not as great. Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, I could have pulled out Lasting's Millage. Who's that? Exactly. Exactly. Um, what didn't work about this movie for you? Oh, Jesus. I mean, the only thing that was missing in this movie was the glass plate over my head. There were so many philosophy dumps. Oh my God. I know a lot. Just couldn't take it. I was like, yeah, we get it. A lot. Causality. Yeah. Determinism. <laughs> they didn't get will. you anywhere new. They didn't get you anywhere Got new. It. It's the same idea over and over. Got it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I understand that this man is supposed to be Jesus of Nazareth. I get it. Oh, I can't with you with that. I, get I still it. can't. It's too much. I've, I have explained it, okay? And I've backed up points and given you facts for my theory that all make sense. And you still are like, it's not real. What are you, I, a fucking COVID denier? I'm, I'm very much not a COVID denier. As someone who had COVID three weeks ago, I'm very much not a COVID denier. That's what you sound like. You're like, stop giving me the Jesus allegory. And I'm I just like, yeah, don't Andrew, think it's that clean cut. I don't think it's that clean cut. I think Dude, I think there's the an element of it. Like, the goddamn character is named Merry-Go-Round. It's Merovingian. You say the, the Merovingian G. sect guarded the book that led to the Holy Grail. What about then Persephone? What about her? Greek mythology. It's just a mix. It's just a, a big bottle of mythology that they shook up. What are you going to do? Name her Mary? Jesus and Mary never boned. Listen, you're the one. Or did they? <laughs> or did they? You're the one that accused the camera of making the shape of crosses in the last movie. Go back and look at the tape. I watched it. It didn't make crosses. You didn't go back. Didn't oh, go my back. God. You're, 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 you're seeing what you want to see. You're seeing what you want to see. You're a liar. <laughs> it's not there. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
what was the question? <laughs> what didn't work? You answered it. I didn't answer it yet. <laughs> it's your turn. It's your All turn. Right. What what didn't work most for you? Uh, too much fluff for not enough story. Uh, you know, it's 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 about uh, you know I say this about a bunch of movies we watch. I was like, that's about thirty five minutes of story and a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff. Was the action sequence uh, badass? With the apart from that weird weird styling of the twins, which has got to go. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it's badass. Is it too long? Uh-huh. The rave. Is it badass? Yeah. Is it too long? Yeah. Watching oh the God. fucking ship dock. What, what am I looking at? What video game cutscene am I looking at? It's too long. Why do I care? Is it amazing? Sure. All of it's amazing. They did a beautiful job. It's just everything's so aggressively padded that I'm like, meh, 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 meh. The whole fetch quest. Uh, why? Why is there one more hoop to jump through before we get the keymaker? Get the fucking keymaker. I know. And why is it like ninety minutes into the movie before anything really happens? Oh, because there's so so much plot to dump at you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that. Uh. Does this movie make your desert island top five? Um. I, I would say no. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Say no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, can't wait to watch the next one and then the one after that because it might just be that The Matrix is its own movie. Mm-hmm. It might end up there. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I remember open. liking Revolutions um, more certainly more than I like this one. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's not. It's not Desert Island worthy. It's not. It's not. I did no. like Re- Revolution a lot, though. I remember liking the third one a lot. Um, but yes, no. Yeah. No, 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 not. I don't need it on my desert island. It's too long. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens as we move through life. But I don't think, I don't think we're going to take this one with us. All right. Random bonus question. Your RBQ. You ready? Yeah. Cut a thread. Tighten up this movie. You're the studio exec. You're the studio exec. You'd be like, well, whatever budget. Got to remove a thread. Honey, there's there's only one thread. If you pull that, there's no movie. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Is, is Neo going to do it? Yeah. Is he going to make the right choice? Oh, that is That's kind the of the thread. No, there's, but, no, there's no other thread. But you can trim. What would you trim? Okay. Mer- merry-go-round. Same. Merovingian and Persephone. That What a, what a long-term distraction to introduce yeah. a powerful character that has very little bearing on the plot other than leading us to the most badass car chase I've ever seen. Yeah, and also the... Um, the, the stabby weapons fight is fun. Stabby weapons fight is fun. And I think oh, that's so what like they called it in Jedi. the shooting script. He pulls out a Jedi. Yeah, Neo is a Jedi. Gets the Raphael blades. The Psy. what those are called. The Psy. The Psy? Yep. Yep. Raphael. Raphael, very underrated Ninja Turtle. Yeah, my favorite's still Donatello. Donatello? Yeah, Corey Haim? one. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no, Corey Feldman. Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yeah, wrong Corey. You mixed up your Corys. Yeah. No, I was a Michelangelo guy. I know that surprises you. Does not surprise me at all. At all. Yeah. You like a nunchuck. <laughs> What'd you call <laughs> A nunchuck. Um, all right. What is your special award? Well, you're going to love this one. Uh-huh. Hey, Ryan, take a note. <laughs> that's how you subvert expectations by making your character com- like who's all powerful 
and making him completely powerless. Uh, he stole all of his agency, took everything away. Uh, I don't like the way that they got there. I've said that. Yeah. Um, but I do love the twist, you know, and like when, when, um, when the merry-go-round playhouse says <laughs> to him, all of your predecessors were blah, 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 blah. Like I like just dropping that note there halfway through the movie. Um, but yeah, I do like the fact that Neo is not special. He's not the one. He's one of six. Um, and that is how you turn an audience's expectations upside down um, and make them thank you for it. So, hey, that Ryan. Is, that is fucking exactly what he did with The Take Last Jedi. That's exactly no. what he did with The Last Jedi. He told no, he us didn't. that Luke was broken, and then he said that Ray was nobody. What you describe is exactly no. what he did with The Last Jedi. No, because that takes place in the uh, th- uh, throngs, throngs of a greater story. He had, he had, there were how many movies before that and how many animated TV shows and how many holiday specials before that? No, you have to stay true to the character. With this, he subverted the expectations of the story and where the story was going, not mutilating a character. Listen, I just think you're one of those Star Wars fans that just has it in for The Last Jedi and there's a lot of beauty to what The Last Jedi was able to achieve. And that's all I'm going to say. It's a great movie. It was a terrible Star Wars movie. Whatever. On we go. Um, what do you got for the your Ali, special award? The Ali McBeal Award. <laughs> do you remember She's the show so Ali McBeal? She's so She's skinny. Very skinny. Uh, do you remember the show Ali McBeal? Of course I do. Ali McBeal was super fun. And uh, it, at a certain point, it kind of ran out of steam. So then they yep. write Robert Downey Jr.'s character on. Robert Downey Jr.'s character really reinvigorates the show and then um, he gets arrested. And so he has to get written off the show. And what follows is a season of David E. Kelly introducing characters to the law (laughs) firm. All of a sudden, everybody you ever liked in the show works at this law firm. Uh, Right down to one of their most famous problem clients played by Lucy Liu. She's also a lawyer, so she's going to work at the law firm. Like, we never knew she was a lawyer. Yeah. Adding people to the show with nothing to do. Uh, this Great. movie gets that. Uh, there are yeah. just a bunch of characters with nothing to do. Uh, characters you have that had such agency in the first movie have nothing to do in this movie because they've overstayed their welcome by completing yep. their mission for the first movie. Um, it kills me what they did to the Oracle, and then they recast the Oracle, and it's crazy. Yeah, wild. Yeah. Just a weird, a strange choice. I mean, I get it. It's because she passed away, but it's weird. Yeah. No, I don't mean the recasting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... Oh, what they do they to the Oracle? Yeah. Where She's they a... took that and... Yeah. Uh, what a letdown. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to say, when I was watching the first Matrix, I was a little like, so, wait a second. Is this woman plugged in somewhere as well? She's... Or is she part of the machine? Yeah. We didn't know. And then they told us yeah. and it was kind of like, oh, she's a program. Yeah. She does the thing that the Oracle does. Right always does just like neo i get it i get what they were doing but like it was a bit of a bummer oh, um sure. Award. too many people not enough things to do <laughs> uh but yeah final question yeah is this movie mm-hmm. an icon or a icon well you know there's arguments to be made on both sides i think um you know anytime that there's a movie that is um such a lightning rod, mm-hmm. you know, um, it can like sort of achieve icon status. 
Um, the the uh, action sequences in this certainly are iconic, and you know what they tried to do. Uh, you know that was an iconic task. Uh, but no, this thing's a Wicon. We found one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's a Wicon. It's it's a Wicon. It's a Wicon, yeah. and it, it predates. Uh, the situation with like the last two Twilight movies where people and the last two um, not the last two Twilight movies, the last two um, the Jennifer Lawrence vehicle Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Yeah, how that did not no. need to be two movies and because that was two no. movies you get one movie that's all set up, one movie that's all action. It's really weird. Really weird. Yeah, this movie this is movie all, was all set up and all action. All set up and all action, but like it, it could There's have been too in, much of it. Well, it's it's act one and the top of act two. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Because like him, him choosing to save Trinity is getting you into Act Three, not the end of right. the movie. Right. You know that's a, that's an Act Two beat. Sure. So, um, yeah, it's it's a Wicon, but uh, it does achieve so many beautiful things, and it's mm-hmm. it's legendary. It is legendary for what it is. Yeah. But uh, is it the most successful version of a Matrix movie I've ever seen? No, not really. No, no, yeah, not it's really. Not. Yeah. But a good time, a good great time time. overall. Great time, but Um, slow. So like not a great time. Yeah. Well, everything takes too long. Good time. Yeah. I uh, this episode. (laughs) You think? Do you think this episode is slow? I'm I'm really happy with the pace of this episode. (laughs) I kid. Okay. You can be honest with me. I robot. Uh, Um, I'm excited to see where the story goes from here. Excited to see where it goes. Yeah. And excited to to break it down with you next week. Are you seeing what I'm saying and how I think a movie like this did not benefit from the two-year wait we had? Four-year. It was a four-year wait. Oh, because they filmed the two of them back to back. Yeah. Yeah, It didn't benefit from the four-year wait. And I think that's why people were confused. When you watch them close together, it totally lines up. Everything makes makes sense. sense. It makes perfect sense. But we didn't have YouTube to go back and refresh our memories. (laughs) You know, we just had to like kind of remember what the movie was and watch the DVD a few more times. And I I think it kind of like uh, failed in that respect. Yeah. They they didn't, in all their runtime, they didn't incorporate any recap time. No, no. And it's not, it's not a complete cinematic failure. Not at all. But it's, it's meh. Meh, at best. It's the it's the metrics. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for Icon or Wicon, Andrew is gone. Uh, I'm CJ LaRoche, and yeah. we'll see you next time. There he is. 